0: Hey, welcome once again. This is Elle at Iron Dove. Dialogue is the key to reform. Access is the key to dialogue. At Iron Dove, you can find both. Come on down, talk it up, and let's see what we can figure out. I had the most unpleasant conversation this weekend with one of my kids. And uh, the thing that made it the most unpleasant was that I actually found that society's views had seeped into his young little brain and because I don't actually get paid for the mom job. His perception is that it's not a real job because only real jobs make money. And, you know, it was very honest with me that it was said he was upset about something and we were having a conversation and he was being a little bit mean, but he was also being very honest about what he thought and how he felt. And interestingly, had I been making money for the job I was doing, he would have thought it was a real job. But because I don't get paid, um, it's not a real job. I tried to explain to him that what I do has value and what have you. But it, in a 12-year-old boy's brain, value equals money equals value, period. And uh I started to think about how important it is for women mothers in particular to keep working at trying to get this job to be considered a real profession and I started thinking about the whole women's movement in the 70s and you know and and all throughout history really but I mean for me my time that I saw the women's movement really come to a place was in the 70s and 80s and as I grew through my adolescence and, and teenage years and 20s and something. So, somewhere along the line, we just sort of got to, like, nowhere. We were moving in a direction, and I guess once Roe v. Wade passed, that was just kind of the end of this, the line or something. Um, women achieved a certain amount of equality. I wouldn't even say that that's true, but, I mean, not equality per se, but... A certain amount of success in uh, changing attitude but mothers never achieved any amount of success because they didn't actually get paid for a job in the workplace now there's not parity but it's closer it's better the whole kind of you know when I worked on Wall Street it was very difficult for women There was sexual harassment all the time. It was just standard and you just kept your mouth shut and you did your job because otherwise you'd be fired. At least now that's not the case. So that's good. We've made progress. But where we haven't made any progress is getting the collective to understand and accept that being a mother, a full-time stay-at-home mother, is a real profession and that it requires time commitment, energy commitment, resource commitment, and everything else in order to do the job. And somehow, in order for children of 12 years old, as well as adults and people in positions of power and policy makers, we need to be able to somehow attach monetary value to this job. Because until we get recognized as having a monetary, tangible value, the perception is it's not really work. It's not really a job. And it has no value. And it's disappointing. And, you know, my son said to me, well, what are you doing? What do you do all day? You go and you do these podcasts and you think it's going to matter. And then and then what do you do? You don't even have a job. And I said, well, yeah, I do have a job. And in addition to my job, besides being a student and doing work at, uh, uh, on a film that I'm doing for a local high school and whatever, I, I do these podcasts because I'm trying to change policy. I want to raise awareness, and I want people to, to start to think in terms of the job being a profession. Worldwide, the doing the job of being a stay-at-home mom, if it was really considered a profession and really considered a job with value, we would have a different attitude about ourselves. You know, when people consider what you do to be useless or valueless, it makes you feel useless and valueless. And it's really difficult for women to climb out of that stereotype. It's very difficult because you've been told that you're useless and valueless, not only by society, but, you know, in some cases like this weekend by my own kid. You know, kids are kids, and they say stupid things, and you, you know, talk to them about it. And in the end, you know, he said, I know that you work really hard, Mom. I know that you do a great job, and you do all this stuff for us. I know that. But the rest of the world doesn't care because you don't get paid, so it's not a real job. And that, pretty much, in the simplest terms, is the problem. I don't know how we get to a solution. I don't know how we get legislation to be written. But that's the direction that I really feel we need to be working towards. And that's the direction that I've committed myself to be working towards. And there's going to be a time when my kids eventually grow up, move on, and I won't need to be a stay-at-home mom full-time anymore. And I can go back into the city and do what I do as a creative artist and designer and whatever, and get a regular full-time job and then i guess i'll have that value of being a person who works and receives a salary even though i've been working all these years full-time in addition to my freelance work that i do thank goodness for my freelance worker i really think i probably would feel like i have no value even though i work my butt off so i don't know i would love it if you all would come back and give me some feedback and some ideas and input and and where we go What's the next step to writing legislation, to starting a movement? <laughs> I actually had had kind of a funny thought the other day because uh, the New York Times is doing a series on churches in uh, the area and in, in America in general and how they get so many benefits that other not-for-profits don't get because they're, quote, under the God umbrella they don't have to pay any kind of taxes. They don't pay property taxes. They own huge amounts of real estate all over the country. And they don't pay into the system. And I thought to myself, you know, what a deal. What a great deal. Maybe they should be like the Church of Mom. We could be the Church of Mom. And we can have this, you know, this status of, of being a religious organization and all kinds of perks from the federal government and everything else. And... Our religion is that we take care of people. That is what we do. We don't get paid for it, just like the church doesn't get paid for it. Maybe that's the answer. Create a religion. All you have to do is have a certain number of people and believe in a thing that you all believe in. We believe in taking care of our families. We believe in nurturing. We believe in teaching wrong from right and making sure that everybody's heart and mind and bodies are clean and healthy and well kind of actually sounds a little bit like what religion is supposed to do, although it just never seems to be successful, really. I mean, mothers are a heck of a lot more successful at doing those things that religion seems to think they can do than um, than religion is. So so maybe that's what I'll do. Start the Church of Mom. Mothers. What mom stand for? Mom. Mothers. Mothers of... Mothers for money. (laughs) No, I don't know. (laughs) Come on down and and give me some feedback and give me some names. But it's a thought. I thought it was pretty interesting. We could honor the goddess within and and we could pay each other. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's getting pathetic. It really is getting pathetic. I'm starting to lose it completely. Stupid job. You know? When your own kid doesn't think it's a job, Boy, oh boy. What are you going to do? Anyway, come on down, drop me a note, and let me know what you think. I'd really love to know. Till next time, this is Ellen Iron Dove, signing out.